The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in the East Coast Bias Boys back by popular demand. Joe House, Raheem Palmer, yours truly, J.J. John Jastrzemski. House, I'm not in a good place, bro. I'm not going to lie. 48 hours later, I'm in a real pissy mood. The only thing that put me in a better mood I guess it's two things. One, White Lotus, which I love and I can't get enough of. Fabulous Amazing. finale. Amazing. Um, the other is the Manning brothers giving the Podfather all sorts of shit when he went on the Manning cast yesterday. That, that at least put me in better spirits, dude. It was a wonderful exchange, the Manning brothers and Simmons. A long history, 20 plus years amongst the three of them. A lot of... Uh, times the, the 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 Manning brothers had their way with Simmons rooting affection, but it was a wonderful uh, opportunity to watch the pod father take it a little bit. I enjoyed it. The rewatchable where they played the helmet catch. Now I love the pod father. You know, I've been, we've been friends for over 30 years, but that was kind of inspired fellas. Dream. Uh, no, that that, was pretty I'll good. tell you what was not inspired dream. Me putting my money on the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. Oh my goodness. Whoa. So I want to, what an idiot I am. Holy smokes. You, you know what, though? I mean, honestly, for for, for one half of, of the game, it felt like the Arizona Cardinals had a real chance to win that game. And it it spun on a DeAndre Hopkins fumble um, because they were moving the ball. And then, for whatever reason, when DeAndre Hopkins fumbled the ball, the game just spiraled out of control. And sometimes NFL games, they just take a life of their own. So I don't think it was a bad play. It just didn't go your way. Yeah, here's the problem, though. Every Everything you said is accurate, but the end of the mm-hmm. first half, kind of summed up Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach in a nutshell yeah. with the yeah. idea of the way he went for it, not burning the clock, New England getting an opportunity to get in field goal range. 
That, to me, was a huge swing because Arizona had an opportunity to go up two scores. They don't. Not only do they not go up two scores, they allow New England in like 20 seconds to go and get a field goal. And House, that was the sort of game to me where it told me everything I need to know about Cliff Kingsbury moving forward as an NFL head coach. He should be gone. The Cardinals need to go in a different direction. And he's totally clueless. But Aikman and Buck were kind of like taking veiled shots at the Patriots throughout the course of this game. And, and, and I'm not trying to sound salty. And I know my team right now has got their own issues, their own problems, and maybe they're going to miss the playoffs for all I know. But after what I saw from the Patriots house, they are not a playoff team. With Cincinnati on the schedule, this game they have coming up against the Raiders, at Miami, at Buffalo, there is nothing I saw from New England yesterday that would lead me to believe, especially with the injuries to Stevenson, for that matter, that they're going to be able to rattle off three of the next four. Like, am I just salty for saying this? And maybe it's because I lost my Arizona money, but I watched that game and I'm like, the Patriots, playoffs, please. Well, I think the criticism that we heard from Aikman and Buck is, is well-founded. It has to do with something we've all been complaining about all season long, both people that bet on the Patriots and people that root for the Patriots. And that is the lack of efficiency on offense and especially on early downs. Uh, on offense. And this is, you know, the offensive coordination by committee, which has been uh, a mess, hasn't been good. So, you know, I, I think it, it, it's fine to be critical of uh, the Patriots. And I don't really disagree with you. The Patriots strength is their defense. The defense um, had them win that game last night against the Cardinals. Um, but you just mentioned the, what they have in front of them. They're seven and six. And it looks like it's going to take, I, I, I think at least nine wins. Possibly, oh, you might even require ten. You might, you might require ten if you want to be a playoff team. Now, I could be wrong, and listen, some wonky shit can happen. Like that, obviously, can take shape the next few weeks. But I think you got to get to ten if you want to be a playoff team in the AFC, dude. Well, if you look at the four teams that are competing, all uh, th three of them at seven and six, and your beloved Dolphins at eight and five. I can eat, I can see one of these teams getting to ten, and I can see the other three all together at, at, at nine and eight. Uh, and, and mainly, it's a function of of the way the the schedule behaves and what these teams have in front of them. I love the Chargers now, and you know uh -oh. it will last. Uh -oh. Well, it will last as long uh -oh. as they have health. The issue for the Chargers all season long is their health. We know that they can compete with the upper echelon of the NFL. We watched it in an early season Monday night game against the Chiefs. They had that game won. There was an interception, that uh, a, a pick six, when they were inside the red zone, inside the five-yard line, where the tight end misunderstood the play, uh, and, and Herbert threw a, a pick six that changed that, that game. But, but the, the Chargers healthy, like what we watched with uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams healthy and Herbert slinging the ball around. That's the version of, of the, the, the chargers that makes them formidable. And what they have in terms of a schedule is, is you know, it sets oh, it's up for a house, possible it's run. the most manageable schedule of the bunch. That's right. They host the Titans. They're at Indianapolis. They go and take on the Denver Broncos who are a team that I know plays defense, but it's not anything to write home about. And I'm missing one game for the Chargers. The Rams. They're the going to be, you know. That's right. The Battle of LA. It's a home game for both. Uh, Raheem, yeah. I ask you this. Chargers, favorable schedule, best out of the four. They're healthier. I agree with House on that. 
but they're also the Chargers. Let's guys, <laughs> let's not lose sight of this. They, they let's not look at games against the Titans and the Colts and say they are givens for this team that finds ways to make games bizarre and weird, and they'll find a way to screw it up. Raheem, they are minus one seventy. They are now minus money on FanDuel to make the postseason. Would you lay 170 with the Chargers to make the playoffs? I would not lay 170 with the Chargers to make the playoffs, but what I would do is I actually would take a flyer on them to win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl. Like, I think that's the better way to play it because it's just, like, I'm going to be honest with you, they match up really well with Kansas City. And if they, they were beat to play- Kansas City twice. That's another thing. Like, if they match up three times, very what, tough oh, I gotta correct team you. They, three they times They didn't beat year. them twice. They beat they beat them once, but the first game they probably should have won. The That's game the one the I was referring to. Yeah. So to me, it's just like when Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback at the end of the day, bottom line. And he makes something out of nothing. That offensive line is bad. They've had injuries at wide receiver, and he still found a way to make them competitive in pretty much every single game. So to me, like, I think that's worth a flyer on them winning the AFC and winning the Super Bowl. I mean, you saw the way the Chiefs looked against the Broncos. You see the way the, the, the Bills have been playing. They haven't been that explosive team. So if you have a top five quarterback in Justin Herbert, and I know we give Brandon Staley a lot of issues and stuff like that, but he has the ability to craft good game. He plans coached a great he... game on Sunday. Give me, I, Raheem, I've given him a lot of shit, and rightfully so, because his game management has been embarrassing. House, his game plan against Miami, like now you hear all the talking heads saying, oh, they they just took away the middle of the field. What, what, what do you think? Teams haven't been trying to do that all year against the Miami Dolphins. It was not just that. Our guy Solak was all over it. I saw his Twitter breakdowns. He put it up on. They were bracketing and getting physical with Hill and Waddle in a way, House, that I hadn't seen any team, including the 49ers, do with those Miami receivers. It's a personnel thing, and and the Chargers, when healthy, have the personnel to defend that way. They put a lid on Miami, and it helped that you know Tyreek experienced something, you know, with, with that leg uh, that had him hobbled, you know, for for, for most of, of half the game. You take away one of those two Miami weapons, and it really shows um, quickly how you know. A, a lot of pressure on Tua, a lot of pressure on that running attack, and that Miami offense looks, you know, one notch down in terms of of how formidable it it, it presents. I'm I'm worried about your Dolphins, JJ. I mean, uh, th- this 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 row they have coming up here is is a murderer's row, and you know, if you just sort of look at at what's the results of week 15 going to produce, and how will this shuffle look amongst these four teams that are competing? I'm worried about your Dolphins, buddy. I understand that. Listen, they're going to have to adjust. The coach who's been getting accolades and praise from me all year, the quarterback who's been getting all sorts of praise from me all year, they now need to dig deep and adjust. And I don't know if it's going to be this Saturday against the Buffalo Bills. but how's, It's here's, not. Here's, here's the simple equation for the Dolphins. Beat the Patriots, beat the Jets, and they're in the playoffs. Simple as that. Win those two games. And it don't matter what you do against Buffalo, you're playing in the postseason. No argument. I I, I like that uh, uh, formula. My problem is they're at New England. I think it's going to be right around New Year's. Guess what the temperature is going to be? Guess what the weather's going to be? And you know these these 
stats better than I know them, JJ. I just looked them up. The Dolphins are bad in, in when it's cold outside. They're 0-6 straight up and against the spread when it's cold outside. They especially get hammered by Buffalo when they play at Buffalo. Tua's record is no good up there. And this game in New England, nah, I mean, I don't, you know, the line for this Buffalo game is seven and a half. Wonderful teaser opportunity. Love yeah, teasing don't you Buffalo think down. It is, you know, House, I was thinking that too. It is a wonderful tease opportunity. Raheem, I almost think that seems like a too good to be true type of teaser opportunity with the Bills. Am I am I hallucinating here or no? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not that crazy about it. I mean, this is a divisional Ooh, okay. game. I, I, I think everybody is is down on Miami right now, and Miami really played Buffalo really well. So. I don't know if this is a spot that I necessarily want to tease. I mean, the Bills have gotten healthier, but I mean, they didn't put away that Jets team. Mike White was banged up and was able to get the ball down the field. So I don't know. I, I, I got to think about this one a little uh, bit more. I got a concern with the Bills. I want to point this out to the two of you fellas. House, they cannot close out a game. Raheem and I learned this the, the hard way because I felt like they should have covered nine and a half against the Jets. When you can't run the ball at the end of these games, I, the only guy who I feel good about them running the ball with is their quarterback. Like, that, that's an issue. Four-minute offense, you got to get a couple of first downs. How's that's going to, mark my words, that'll end up being the kryptonite of Buffalo if they end up losing at some point this year. I totally agree with that. And and they, they, these runs um, that they, they subject Josh Allen to, these design runs, you know, every one of those is a risk proposition, right? You're going through a risk analysis every time. He's a big boy and and he's a horse, but still, it 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 only takes one tiny bit of bad luck and all of a sudden your 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 entire, you know, landscape changes because he's rolled his ankle or something. And it's a pretty simple kind of thing. I would say this, the Jets uh have a different defense than the Dolphins. So, I mean, the, the, to me, the Jets really uh, were in that game because of Two things. One, the, the the weather kept them in that game. I mean, that game slowed down. It's why on this very show a week ago we said take a look at the under. I think the script lining up, you know, for for this Miami game is is similar. Uh, again, another number that's like forty. It's in the low forties, forty two, forty three range. Totally plummeted house. It was like forty. Yeah. It opened, I think. Look ahead at like forty five and a half, forty six and a half. Not after what they saw with the Dolphin offense and. Listen, the Bills, Allen, is he 100%? I don't know. Is that I know, Bills that's offense? Right. The, Who knows? The Raheem, they're not the same explosive offense they were last year and the year before that. They're not. Yeah, not at all. And I, I just think, I mean, the, the market is pricing the Bills as, as, as if they're that same explosive offense, and they just aren't. So, I mean, this has a, the makings of a tough divisional game, which can kind of go either way. So, I'm not you know, jumping up and down to to bet the bills this week. I'm really not. Interesting. So, House, we may have to consider our teaser legs, and I'm not going to lie, it's the emotional teaser leg. I'm more than happy to donate money. FanDuel, I'll write you the big fat check if the Dolphins go and win this game outright. All right, we'll get to the triple header on Saturday and an interesting slate of games on Sunday with a whole lot of playoff ramifications. But first, there is a quarterback we got to mention before we do that. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. 
Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. House Brock freaking Purdy. I'm in. I'm in, dude. I'm in. Why wouldn't you be? Like, what, what, what did we see out of that performance against Tampa that would suggest that he was not up to the moment, that he was unfamiliar, that he lacked uh, uh, confidence with the play calls? Like, every now look. It was a perfect situation to get, you know, brought in, in into the season. But we learn a lot about, first of all, the confidence that the team has in him on both sides of the ball and the reps that he was getting with, you know, the in, in, in from the summer on through and the fact that the Jimmy G confusion um, in the offseason led to Brock getting opportunities with these guys to build a rapport. And we saw that. We saw it at play. Very quickly, we also knew that Kyle Shanahan was not going to put him in harm's way, that he was going to game plan him into some confidence. The true risk now, JJ, with sexy Brock, Purdy, 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 is overconfidence. And you love to talk about rat lines. There are two rat lines that I cannot wait to bet the favorites. I It's like the most square, most public lines out there. The two are Cincinnati, minus three and a half at Tampa, and this Thursday night game, uh, San Francisco at Seattle, minus stinks. three and a half. These are terrible square lines. I am the biggest square. I want to jump on the favorites for both, but I think I got to stay away. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I'm going the other way immediately here with the Seattle game. And I get it, House. They just lost to the Carolina Panthers. They are decimated with injuries. The Niners are playing as well as anybody. But Raheem, I'm a believer in a kitchen sink type of game. I think this yeah. is a kitchen sink sink game across the board for the Seattle Seahawks. I think Carroll might throw a wrinkle or two in. This is the first time we're seeing Brock Purdy, who I love and I'm on board with, but now he's in this hostile environment. He's not going to Jacksonville to play. He's going to Seattle where they're going to be raging lunatics, yelling and screaming, trying to make things happen. House, I love you, bud. We are heads up immediately right out of the gate. No, I'm, I'm just Seattle telling you. Three and a half. I, I, I'm acknowledging how square and public and, and dumb this is. I, I don't even think I'm playing it. I, we're not, I'm not going hard against you, JJ. Believe me. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've been on, like, I've pretty much been the captain of the Brock Purdy fan club. I mean, I said it last week on this show that Brock Purdy would go out there and, and take Tom Brady into the deep waters and drown him and become the next Tom Brady, Um, you know, in, in the sense of taking this 49ers team to the NFC Championship, maybe the Super Bowl, behind a good defense and a good run game. And, you know, this week is real, a, really tough for me just because when you look at Seattle's defense, they can't stop the run. I mean, this is a team that can't stop the run at all. And I just think the 49ers should be able to run the ball on the Seattle team. However, from a line perspective, I think I don't like the idea of betting Brock Purdy on the road. Um, his first road game. I mean, the one thing I will say is that Brock Purdy has really been able to handle the blitz. You saw it against the Dolphins. You saw it against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think you'll see it here, but... I just don't think there's any value laying three and a half on a roll in Brock Purdy's first roll start. So I'm going to stay away. Okay. We have that game. And House, if I would have told you back in late August, early September, that we would be sitting here the weekend before Christmas and that the Lions and the Jets would be one of the more key games of the day, I, 
I think you would have accused me of maybe uh, spiking my coffee or maybe having eggnog in August. And, you know, you could call me a lot of disturbing names. It is the marquee game of the week. And how? So you stunned that we are looking at a line that is pick'em between the Lions and the Jets. Not stunned one bit. I honestly wish this Lions-Jets game was the Sunday night game instead of my C-words hosting the Giants with a, with a stake in the NFC playoffs uh, in the balance. I really wish this Detroit Jets game was a Sunday night game so I could just relax because now it, the Sunday night game with the C-words is NFC East tilt means I'm going to have a bad Monday. I'm going to be up all night, whether it's vict- victory or defeat. Monday, the first half of Monday is ruined for me. I so, know the feeling. I went through it last week, House. I know the you, feeling. You, you did. That's exactly right. But man, oh man. See, if you had told me at that point uh, early in the season that we were going to be looking at Detroit and Jets and speaking of teams with playoff aspirations, that that this is a vital game for both, I would have said, well, I already uh, lost these tickets of of unders for the for these teams and you know, their win totals. I mean, Seattle, I really thought, not, I mean, uh, uh, the Jets, I really had my questions about because of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, it was really an under bet with the Jets on Zach Wilson. Kudos to the Jets organization for drafting and implementing a defense. They got their money's worth with Robert Sala because he took those draft picks and bam, that's a that's a ferocious defense. That's a fast defense. That's an athletic defense. But man, Detroit, especially with uh, Jared Goff settling in now, handicap wise, I got burned a couple times trying to go against Detroit outdoors, and this is just you know uh, against the line. But I I went against them uh, the, the 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 Detroit Lions at the Bears, and I think I went against them at at uh, Green Bay, and and they. They went out and handled their business in both situations. So uh, this is an outdoor game. It's going to be cold, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not inclined to to uh, jump into this one way or the other with any particular conviction. Interesting. I think the Jets, assuming that it's a big if now, Raheem, Mike White's able to give it a go, which I think he's going to play. But, I mean, basically, Romo was talking about it last Sunday. Daniel Russo is going to fight. Like, it looked like he was absolutely decapitated by Matt Milano. Um, and the Quinn and Williams injury, who's by far and away their best defensive player. And if they take him off that defensive line, I think it changes things for the Jets. Raheem, I actually hope I'm wrong on this because from a Miami sense, I'm a big Detroit Lions fan. I think the Jets, with their defense and Jared Goff being outside, I think they're the right side in this game. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, when I look at my model, my my model makes the Jets as favorites. And, you know, you're going to have a ton of people all on the Lions. I think you're seeing anything from Lions minus one to a pick them in the market. I actually have Jets minus 2.74 at home. So I, I think the Jets are the right side from a numbers perspective. But also, I mean, when you're looking at that defense and we all have known Jared Goff's home road splits, particularly when it comes to the cold. So I think you make great points there, and I think that's the way you got to look. I think it's Jets or pass. Okay, House. Sunday night, the other marquee game. And it may not be the most marquee teams, but from a playoff standpoint, there's a whole lot on the line between the Giants and the Seawards. The winner of this game, despite all their flaws and all their problems and all their issues, they are going to be in the driver's seat to go and be one of those wild card teams. Uh, the sense I get, though, knowing you, 
You think your Seawards are overvalued laying four and a half, don't you? Oh, my God. This this is my favorite bet of the week, and it's not even close. The, the, these games at this point in the season with, you know, the, the the history between these two teams, and we'll get to the the particulars of this matchup with the two uh, sides, you know, under this, the, the current circumstances, but the history of this, no way the line should be more than three points under any circumstances. This is a reaction to what the market observed in Philadelphia absolutely handling their business uh, against the Giants last week. This is the circumstances with with the the SeaWorlds franchise. This is a radically different team than than the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, the 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 Eagles all season long. This group has been on the Eagles because of of what they're capable of on both sides of the ball, with especially the line play and their ability to be flexible. Washington is a is at best at best a middle of the road offense. So this. I mean, I I know that that I really advocated hard for the under the first time these two teams played, and it hit because of the tie, which is absolutely a, a by the skin of your teeth joke. But I think both of these teams are going to struggle to move the ball, struggle to score the ball. The defenses will will control. I, I, I once again I expect Daniel Jones to be able to run. I'll be looking at his run props. It's just the one uh, vulnerability of the Washington defense. They just have a hard time with quarterbacks that run. But the, this, the history of this, there's no way under any circumstances I would sanction anything above three points between either side. Four and a half is absolutely value uh, from just my whole life of watching these two teams play under these circumstances. That's all. Yeah, I, I grew at house with this. I, I mean, like, I think the, the Giants are, uh, I mean, the Washington football team are, is completely being overvalued in this spot. I mean, like, I felt like they were overvalued two weeks ago. They were laying two and a half on the road, and the they basically played to a stalemate. And the Giants actually had a seven-point lead going into the final two minutes of regulation before Washington tied it up and took it to overtime, and the Giants could have won that game. What has changed? Washington has gone on a bye. The Giants played the Eagles, who was the best team in the league at home, and they were actually competitive for they were slightly competitive for a quarter. That's a half. that's that's being kind, Raheem. <laughs> I won't go that far. <laughs> that's being kind. They could have. You're no, being a little kind. I, they fought back in the game. I'll give them that. They showed fight. Yeah. They did not lose by sixty <laughs> points. If the Eagles really wanted to, Raheem, they could have put sixty on the Giants. They could. That, that's true. But the only thing that's changed is they got blown out by the Eagles. And if you're you're getting blown out by the by the best team in the NFL, arguably, then I mean I don't think that changes anything. And you know a kitchen sink divisional matchup on the road. Now we've spoke about this before. Daniel Jones is four one and one against Washington in, in his career, and three career games at FedEx Field versus Washington, seventy three of one oh eight. 67% completion percentage, 813 yards, seven touchdown passes, 111 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Like, so this team, uh, Daniel Jones has dominated this team throughout his career. And so I, I really like the Giants in this spot. We spoke about this all year. Five is a, is, has been a strange number as far as NFL size this year. Um, I mean, we're looking at four and a half, five in the market. I like the five Giants with the five. I think they even win this game outright. I'm going to be honest with you. Ooh, getting on board with your beloved New York Giants. It's so weird saying that, Raheem, considering you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. But I know this, is, <laughs> this has been your squad in the futures market all year. And House, I would argue in this game, 
it's a bigger game. It's a big game for both. Don't get me wrong. But I almost think it's a bigger game for the Giants because they need, like, they they have been down and out, in a rut, dead to rights. Like, they, this is now or never for them. Like, this is the sort of game to me, if the Giants do not win this game, you have to wonder if they're going to win another game this year. Well, I don't feel that way. They still have the Colts and, and their last game of the season against the Eagles who will probably Ooh, be point. in a position. That you know, Colt game, though, I mean, I got news for you. That Colt game, they will be like a it, one or a two-point favorite. I that. understand, it's, but it, but they're, they're home, and, and, you know, who knows what version of the Colts they'll, they'll have. I mean, what, what point will there be to Matt Ryan playing, you know, in, in late December, early January? But in any event... Uh, I think the Giants, I have a, I, I, I slightly disagree with you. They've already so far surpassed the expectations for this season, the reasonable expectations. I mean, this is why their their um, season win total was at at, at seven and a half or eight, and, and they're looking at, at a cash if they can win one of these last four games, and it's why it was a reasonable flyer for Dream he, to, to put them in as a potential uh, division winner. Um, the, 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 you can't expect what's going to happen when you get a new coach with offensive orientation and the innovation of a guy, what, what Brian Dayball's brought and, and the combination of Dayball and Daniel Jones. Now the defense is hit or miss, right? It's a middle of the road defense, slightly towards the back half of the league, but they've been opportunistic, um, and I, I think the Giants, you know, I like them getting to eight wins this season, and that will be a great season. I agree with that. But over the last six weeks, they lose two big guys in the secondary, McKinney and Jackson. You can pass it on the Giants now. We've seen that the last few weeks. The other problem I have, House, Saquon Barkley is not the same version of Saquon Barkley that we saw earlier in the year. And they are well coached. They have exceeded expectations. All of that is true. I just think the lack of talent that we've seen on the field the last few weeks is eye-opening. Like, your team, the Commanders, they are much more talented than the Giants. Jones' success against Washington, yes, they should have won the first game. The talent level for the Giants is so poor that I I, I don't know if they can overcome that over the next few weeks. I, I really don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Raheem, maybe they find a second wind. I am staying away from this game because the talent... Guys, sometimes about what you put on the field, they are lacking it. The but here's the here's the one thing I will say, and a lot of people love Taylor Heineke. He's a solid backup quarterback who kind of gave this team a spark. But the one thing the Giants do with Wink Martindale is they like to blitz. And if you blitz Taylor Heineke, he's gonna give you a turnover or two. He's he's gonna throw the ball up. He's gonna do some reckless stuff. And I think the Giants have a chance. Even with their defensive woes and their defensive injuries, they have a chance to steal some possessions. And I think they did that in the last game. And I just think Daniel Jones, the way he plays against Washington historically, I think this is a close divisional game, a kitchen sink type game that can go either way. It's a three-point game either way, in my opinion. And I think we saw that in the first matchup. And, you know, this year, home foot advantage, it's, it's not like home foot advantage is what it used to be. It used to be three points. So I think the market is kind of overpricing it based on what we saw against the Eagles. And I, I just I think this line should be Washington minus two and a half, Washington minus three. So I, I think the Giants have a real chance of stealing this one. Um, and the way Brian, I mean, Dayball has been a great coach. He's found ways to scheme this team into good situations. And I think he'll do it again this week. 
So it seems like a united front for my two guys. And right now, I'm not signing against them. I'm just putting Giants and Commanders in the classic stay-away category until we hit the Sunday night portion of Sunday night football where I decide to get involved in the action. And we'll see if I end up siding with my guys. All right. Raheem House mentioned the Cincinnati-Tampa line. And I had no problem rushing to the window to bet Seattle at three and a half because I just think there's spunk in that team. Like, there's fight in that team. And I think we're going to get that at home. I got to be honest, dude. It stinks. I know the entire world is going to be on Cincinnati. I have no desire to bet the Buccaneers on Sunday. Under like under no circumstance am I putting my money on Tampa from what I've seen over the last couple of weeks. Am I missing an opportunity here? Or is that sort of reluctance to get on board with a Tampa team that can't block, that has looked awful, that is worse than their record? Do you think that's justified? I, I think that's justified. Like, I mean, like, obviously I faded this team last week. So I naturally agree with you. I mean, I, when I look at this Buccaneers team, I think they have a, a bottom five coaching staff. I mean, Todd Bowles is just not head coach material. He's a he's a great defensive coordinator, but when you put him in the head coaching role, things just go haywire. And you're looking at a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that likes to overrun on first down, overrun on second down, and and put themselves behind the eight ball. And you know you have a bad offensive line with no Tristan Wharfs. I mean, the defense looked a little fatigued last week. I just, I don't see how you can back this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and, and step in front of this, this Cincinnati Bengals train, which is kind of rolling over everybody. I mean, we've seen, we've said it since last year. In the second half of games, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, they tend to adjust and they tend to shut down teams. So, I mean, you're looking at a Buccaneers team, which has had to fight their way back into games against the Saints. I mean, the Saints who haven't been good this year, who can't get a pass rush. And, like, I, I just think the, the Bengals, they should be able to win this game rather easily. It's, ver- it's very square. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be on it, but I will not be back in the Buccaneers at all. I think it's okay to be square sometimes. I mean, the the... the- San Francisco. We should get that on a shirt, by the way, House. Can we work on that <laughs> yeah. with, Ringer, with Ringer branding and uh, the merch department? Like, it's okay to be square sometimes? Yeah, it's all it's you, okay. bro. It, yeah, it pays well, to be square. <laughs> every once in a while, I mean, the only thing that concerns me with Cincinnati is the health of the receivers. You know, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, um, both potentially out. But uh, Raheem mentioned that the problem that Tampa has, they have a, a, a decent defense, but they're on the field the whole game because they can't generate anything offensively. They have a brutal uh, rush attack, <laughs> and Byron Leftwich insists, absolutely insists, that they run the ball. And so they're constantly having these extraordinary long third downs that they have to try and convert. And poor Tom Brady's back there, you know, to try to fend for, for, for his life. TB12, there isn't enough uh, 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 anti-inflammatories and stretching he can do to keep himself upright under these circumstances. The Bengals haven't lost uh, since the first week of, they have one loss since the first week of October and it was on Halloween. And I'm just going to say they must have had Halloween candy on the brain. It was the Browns. But I just think on both sides of the ball, the version of Cincinnati that we've seen since, you know, they're seven and one, uh, since since October, that's who they, they are. Joey Burrow is playing with uh, supreme confidence. I don't have any problem at all lay, laying the, the three and a half because I can't come up with the game script on the Tampa side. The problem I have is I can't, 
I have to imagine a different team with a totally different approach for that game to be competitive at all. I'm right there with you. Uh, there is no game script for me with Tampa unless Cincinnati lays an egg. I think that's the game script. A couple of turnovers. Maybe their offensive line is not up to the challenge. And maybe the game is mucked up and it's super, super ugly. That's That, to me, is the only game script you could find. All right, boys, let's get in the Shark Tank. I got two that I really like. And they're both in the 4 o'clock window. So you're going to have to wait. It's going to require a little bit of patience. But I have two games. I've not bet them yet, but I'm like fairly certain I'm going to bet both. Raheem, I'm going to start with the first one. There's a team we watched on Monday night, the New England Patriots. They're on the West Coast now for the second consecutive week. They are an underdog. Or they are, let's let's make sure I have the up-to-the-minute fan to wine accurate here. Because, you know, these things can, they can fluctuate a little bit around here. The New England Patriots are one-point road favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders. I have had a love-hate relationship with the Raiders all year. I understand that they just yucked up a hideous Thursday night game to the Los Angeles Rams. But Raheem, I think they're more talented than New England. I think McDaniels, knowing everything there is to know about the Patriots inside and out, we've seen prior New England assistants have success, whether that is Brian Flores, or Eric Mangini, or even Matt Patricia, who won heads up against Belichick. I love the Raiders this week. I am not a believer in the Patriots at all. Plus, you throw in the fact that the Patriots are a little beat up going into this game. Raiders plus one. Do I have your blessing? You do have my blessing. I, I mean, like, I wasn't impressed with the, the New England Patriots at all. And the one thing I will say about the Raiders is that they've had some really, really, really bad one-score regression from what we saw last year. I mean, last year, they they pretty much won every one-score game, and this year, it's going the opposite. And when you look at this line, it basically says that this is a pick em. And, you know, this is probably going to be a one-score game. And I think the Raiders are a better team, if you ask me. I, like, there's no way in the world this New England Patriots team should be laying one on the road. And this is their second straight road game. And I don't know if they're going to do the thing where, you know, they stay out west. But, they are. I, mean, I read that earlier today. They're staying out west, which is a smart move. Didn't work out okay. for the Dolphins, but that is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think the Raiders have the more explosive offense. Um, and I, I just I, I, I'm not a fan of what I've seen from this this New England Patriots offense at all. So I like I like the Raiders in this spot. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to play it, but I agree with your assessment. JJ, for me, it's a stay away because I don't trust either one of these teams. And what I'm really saying is I don't trust Josh McDaniels and I don't trust Matt Patricia. So with those two, you know, it is funny uh, with all of the Patri Patriots incest that's going to go on here, um, how the, the lack of trust to invest in, in, in either side. I guess if I had to make a pick, I will make a pick in some of these, you know, where I pick every game against the spread kind of situations. I will lean towards um, the master rather than the pupil. I will lean in the direction of uh, Bill Belichick. I will lean in the direction of, you know, the Patriots showed for at least one week, they opened up the offense and let Mac Jones. Mac Jones was the leading passer in week 13, the Thanksgiving week. He threw for almost 400 yards uh, in that game against the Vikings. I don't think that the Raiders defense is 
an improvement over the Vikings defense. I think they're very equivalent, especially in terms of, you know, uh, uh, the kinds of plays that they give up. So if that's the game plan that the master brings to bear and tells Matt Patricia, you know, Mac Jones wants to throw the ball down the field a couple times, buddy. We saw Hunter Henry on Monday night as a potential revelation. It's a stay away to me. I let these guys just fight it out uh, and, and, and battle it out for bragging rights among uh, Patriots Nation. All right, so House is passing on the incest. I just want to throw that out there. He's out on it. <laughs> but bef- before we move on, the one thing I want to I say is that for whatever reason that Belichick's disciples have like done pretty well against him. No, I him. said I mean, that. You look- Flores, Flores, I think, was like 3-1 against him. Patricia beat him. Mangini had success. Uh, I'm trying to think who are the other possibilities, like Romeo Cornell. Vrabel. Vrabel um, beat him. Um, O'Brien. I mean, like, I mean, I think, um, you know, I'm looking at this stat from 2020. I think the Patriots were two and four against um, O'Brien, Patricia, Rabel, and, and Flores, and they got outscored 136 to 135. Um, so it's just, I mean, it's not a huge edge, but for whatever reason, I mean, these people seem to have a, a slight edge there against um, Belichick, knowing the stuff that he likes to do. All right, gentlemen, my second play at four o'clock. It seems like I got an endorsement from Raheem. And kind of a stay away, no go from House. House, let's see if you give me an endorsement on this one. I absolutely love the Tennessee Titans this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. I love them. I think everybody is going to be dying about the Chargers. I think there's going to be a recency bias. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a recency bias to what you saw on Sunday night. And the Titans have looked awful the last two weeks. I, I can't sugarcoat it. They played terribly against Jacksonville. They played terribly against Philadelphia. I am not convinced, though that the Charger run defense is fixed. Miami did not run the ball. When they did, they actually had success. I don't know why they got away from it. Now, I get Vrabel, an angry Titan team, an embarrassed Titan team, and Derrick Henry getting three against a team that I never trust. I'm in, bro. It doesn't seem like you are, but I am in. Tennessee is winning that game. Yeah, I, I don't agree with you. Um, and, and the reason it, it really boils down to me, um, to health, the, uh, the Titans have injuries on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary that changes the, the, the dynamic, their ability to, to, um, put a cap on, and you have to have that ability against these chargers, even though the chargers keep throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. And they're on early downs, notwithstanding that when they get to to trying to get vertical, if it's the case that both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen remain healthy, I just think the Chargers team, there's a there is some some uh indication that Joey Bosa could be back for this game. Um, I, I don't like um the the this version of the Titans. I think what we're seeing in these games against the Eagles and Jacksonville is the version of the Titans that I imagined at the beginning of the season when I bet against their win totals and bet on them to miss the playoffs. Now I'm going to lose one of those bets because AFC South is an abomination, but uh, I don't, I don't like the Titans here. Yeah. I'm with house on this. I'm worried about the Titans um, injury report. I mean, last week you, you just saw, I mean, they were built in a hospital <laughs> and it appears that the Chargers are getting healthier. Um, the one thing I will say about the Titans, they allow the third most passing yards per game. Um, the Chargers are actually four and two against teams that rank in the bottom 10 in passing yards allowed. Um, I think the two losses were, you look at what Trevor Lawrence did to the Titans last week. I mean, he passed all over them. Um, so I'm expecting Justin Herbert with the healthy Mike Williams, a healthy Keenan Allen, um, 
Josh Palmer to do the same thing. So I, I'm, I'm leaning the Chargers in this game. I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it, but I just think the Titans, I mean, right now there are seven wins. Some of us have the Titans under nine and a half wins. Significant and, over these final couple of weeks. I, I know that's a bet for House. And, you know, we didn't mention this with Jacksonville. You hit on it, House. You hit on it, Raheem. Trevor Lawrence is starting to get cooking. Like, that's why I'm not as down on the Titans going into this game. Trevor Lawrence has played some really good football over the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. And I mean, I, I think, I mean, a lot of it is, I mean, of course, the Titans, they've they've struggled. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, he's, Doug Peterson has really done something with Tre- Trevor Lawrence. And I think he deserves some credit. So, um, I'm liking what I'm seeing. But, you know, I may have a play on that game later on. Interesting. All right. So, I'm not getting endorsements from the boys on my Tennessee Titans plus three pick. Let me follow up on your good point about Jacksonville. This is why the Jets road is is so hard, what they have in front of them. They're, they're home against Detroit and they're home against Jacksonville. Now, we'll see if Trevor Lawrence can come up north. You know, the weather doesn't look great. We're, we're in the 40s right now, but it's going to we're headed towards the 30s. You know, I'm looking on the 10-day calendar to see if there's a day for golf to sneak in there. Christmas yeah, I tried to, House. Trust me, man, I looked as well. Not, it ain't on there. But, man, the poor, the poor Jets, the, the, what they have in front of them, um, is is a tough road. Yeah, and who would have known that the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars, which you thought was going to be like Cupcake City, and Seattle for that matter, Cupcake City on the schedule, anything but for Gang Green. All right, we'll get the guys' best bets. They're not, they're not really in love with mine, but we'll see if I'm in love with theirs. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, House. You didn't want my best bets. Now, is the aside from the Giants, or is the Giants the number one bet for you? So it, there, there's a tie and there's a theme, and we hit on this last week as well. I love these division games where I feel like the wrong team is, is favored. So that definitely fits the profile of Washington and the New York Giants. That game's a, a toss-up. I have no problem at all. I would lay the points with Washington minus two or something like that. A small home field advantage. No home field advantage at all in Washington because they have the worst home field in all of football. But... Uh, the other one that I like, and this was a theme from last week, it was Baltimore on the road at Pittsburgh as underdog. Baltimore, once again, an underdog on the road at Cleveland. And I just want to put it out there. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. It doesn't matter to me. That is not the 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 basis on which I'm, I'm handicapping or assessing this game. It is the Baltimore defense that is finally starting to get a little bit of health. Baltimore wants to run the ball. So I don't care what quarterback um, they have back there handing off. If the guy can take the ball from center, take that snap and hand it off competently, that's fine. We've also seen uh, D. Watson 
look like a guy who hasn't played football for two years, for two consecutive weeks now we've seen this, because he hasn't played football for two years. I don't like Cleveland against the run. That Cleveland run defense has been terrible all season long against the run. Baltimore getting points in a divisional matchup that's still crucial for Baltimore to win that AFC North. And you're, you're, you're giving me Stefanski against Harbaugh at this point in the season. Stefanski's one in seven as a favorite against the spread in the division. And there's a bunch of other numbers you can track down super easy to see how crappy the Cleveland Browns under Stefanski have been in these divisional matchups. Late season, Baltimore getting points against Cleveland. Yes, sir. Sign me up. Daddy is on it. I'm not, House. And I'm not betting the Browns. Don't, don't get me wrong. I had him last week. I was cursing out Deshaun Watson. I was cursing out Kevin Stefanski. And I'm not, I'm not getting involved with the Browns again. I just think this reeks good, of good, good call. I can't, dude. I can't after last week. I, I just cannot physically do it because they were the right side in the game. They did everything possible to screw it up. Raheem, my problem with this game is. Even with the uncertainty with the Ravens, at quarterback, they're way too public. I think way too many people are going to grab three points and say, hey, playoff team against non-playoff team. Eh, this seems a little too good to be true to me. I'm staying away, House. Yeah, I, I think I'm struggling with this one as well. Um, I, I know like Baltimore has that, that black quarterback <laughs> factory in West Baltimore where they just found a bunch of black running quarterbacks. <laughs> but <laughs> like at some point... There has to be a downgrade. Um, I don't know if Tyler Huntley is playing. He was banged up last week. Um, Lamar Jackson is obviously not playing, but I just don't know what you're going to get from that third string quarterback. And I mean, Cleveland, I, it's just a, it's a tough divisional game. I'm not in love with this one, to be honest with you. I think I just need more information before I can kind of make a decision. So I'm, I'm staying away from this one. All right, Raheem, now you have to make a decision. You got to throw at least something you like for the people. That's what we do here on East Coast Bias. So what do you I'm like? I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Last week, they, they struggled against the Houston Texans as 17.5-point favorites. We all know this is a week. NFL is a week-by-week league. So it's so easy to take into account what you saw last week with the, the Cowboys struggling against the Texans and the Jaguars going out there and taking the Titans who were banged up into the deep waters and drowning them. But I love the Cowboys this week on the road laying five and a half against this Jaguars team. When you look at the Titans, they're 22nd in defensive DVOA. 22nd, no, excuse me. They're 17th in defensive DVOA. But... They're just 28th against the pass. Guess who's first in DVOA defensively? The Dallas Cowboys, and they're first against the pass. This pass rush is going to give a ton of problems to Trevor Lawrence. I know Trevor Lawrence played really well last week, but he only scored 14 points against the Lions. So I think this is a huge step up in class for the Jaguars. I think the Cowboys, they need this game. Obviously, a lot of people are going to say this is a look-ahead spot with the Eagles coming on board next. But if they win this game and they beat the Eagles next, they're in prime position to possibly find a way to steal the NFC East. So I think they go out there, they cover this four and a half. The public, I'm seeing the public all over the Jaguars. 76% of the public is on the Jaguars. But my model actually makes the, the Cowboys closer to 10-point favorites here. So Wow, I, I, I that big know. of a discrepancy there with the model. That's interesting. Yeah, like I, I typically don't see this huge of a discrepancy, but I, I just I, I love the Cowboys here. 
Um, I, I just think the, the Cowboys are the cream of the crop is, is in the NFL. I know they play down to their competition, but I think they're not going to do the same thing this week. That's a complete stay away from me. Because I, I think <laughs> Dallas, I'll tell you why. Because I think Dallas is by, by far and away the better team. And I don't like Dallas having back-to-back crappy weeks. But how it's the Jaguars got something going, man. And like, I I, I just don't want to go against that. Like, that was one of the games when I looked at the card. I was like, nah, no no interest. No interest. Stay away. Yeah, my, my only concern with Jacksonville, and I understand the public sentiment, and Raheem made, made a, a compelling case. I've loved the Dallas defense really since Cooper Rush came in and replaced Dakota earlier in the season. Uh, the defense has been the anchor for this team. I think you know, they're right there neck and neck with the San Francisco defense. The San Francisco defense gets all the kudos, but I think that Dallas defense is is right there. My problem is Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's played Dallas a whole bunch of times and has had success against them a whole bunch of times. And I don't know if Doug Peterson, quarterback-wise, has had anybody as talented as Trevor Lawrence to go up against Dallas. So I'm I'm... My inclination is is the same as yours, JJ. I look at it, I see it on the slate, and I'm like, eh, I don't think I want to invest on one side or the other there. All right, gents. Before we say goodbye, a very juicy NBA doubleheader tonight, nationally televised. I like both games. Uh, I may have a play on one of the particular games. Uh, we'll see if I can get another endorsement from the fellas. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, gang. Uh, it is a TNT NBA Tuesday and house. They finally give us a double header that, dare I say, is worth watching. Uh, Warriors, the last two champs, the Warriors taking on the Bucks, And then Celtics-Lakers, dude. That always sounds cool, right? Like, I know the Fun. Lakers aren't any good, but Celtics-Lakers, Fun. I'm in tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, JJ, do you have a lean one way or the other? So I, I, I do. I am on the Golden State Warriors tonight. I think the Golden State Warriors have found their mojo. I think you saw that Saturday night when they took on Bill Simmons' Boston Celtics and stuck it to the Boston Celtics. They've played much better these last few weeks. I know now they're on the road. Giannis, chance to shine against the champs. I hate going against the Bucs. They're good to me. I love Giannis. I just think this spot is a Warrior spot. I think they get off this game, Raheem. I'm on the Warriors plus four. See, I'm struggling with this one just because the Warriors have just been a drastically different team on the road. Like, if 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 I I mean, like, if this were at home, I'd be with you. But they just haven't been the same team on the road. I think they're 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 two and eleven on the road this season, <laughs> while the, the the Bucks are twelve and three at home. So I think that's the thing that kind of scares me away from this one, but. Um, I do think they've found something. Klay Thompson is playing a lot better. Um, and I, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I convince anyone to take the Lakers tonight? Or are we not going to be well, able to do that? Well, wait, I, I might join you on the Golden State thing. I'm not okay. that. I see. I think that um, the version of Golden State on the road with all those losses, they're, they're, those are 2-11. and 11. What Raheem just described is their straight up record on the road. That's not against the spread. Crazy. They've been bad <laughs> on the road. 
but I like the version that 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 see they looks like to me rotation wise no more Wiseman. We've we I don't know if we're going to see that poor guy again. You might have to see him on another team. Um, I think they have a, a rotation, and I think they're now in this mode where like okay, through twenty five games. Maybe that's how long it took for them to get that punch off of Jordan Poole's face. Um, Jordan Poole has been playing better. Um, and it does look like rotation-wise, you know, not making stupid jokes uh, about the, the Draymond punch. Um, they have the, the version that they intend to go into battle with. They were uh, determined on Saturday night to show a national audience that they were prepared to handle the business against the Celtics, and they just controlled that game from the beginning to the end. I think Clay is the key, and and I I like him. He's got a little bit of underdog vibe coming out of him right now, and that's the reason why I like getting the points with Golden State. Uh, the the four is good. That's two possessions. I like that um, idea for Golden State in this in this situation. Raheem, any interest in the Lakers tonight? Any? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I, I kind of lean that direction. I think the, the, the Boston Celtics, they've really regressed offensively during this road trip. Um, so I, I can see it. Um, I think my, my number puts it right where it is, but I do think it's Lakers to pass. I mean, me personally, I like the Pelicans tonight. Minus one and a half. I think you're getting a, you're getting a short price on this Pelicans team. I think I make this line closer to three. So I, I, th- I like the Pelicans in this spot. Um, I think that's the one that really stands out to me. Um I also think the Rockets. I mean, I think the Rockets are playing really good basketball right now. Um, wouldn't be surprised me if they covered the six. But, I mean, I think the Pelicans are my, probably my favorite player today. House, I love that I have some DGen 1130 NBA action on a Tuesday night. I need it's it. Great. Mm-hmm. I need to best. recover. I'm licking my wounds from the weekend, bro. So we're, uh, <laughs> we're in recovery mode as we get ready for the holiday season. Well, boys, always a pleasure. We'll chat the week before Christmas. I expect my dolphin depression to only be worse at that point in time. Uh, Enjoy it. House, hopefully some uh, festive holiday cocktails for you this weekend. Don't worry. Weekend? Why do I have to wait till the weekend? That's a good point. (laughs) For Joe House, Raheem Palmer, JJ. Boys signing off. We're back next week. Good job, Wargon Warrior. Be good, everybody.